0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
1: That's what the poster said.
0: See Ryan
2: Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie. Critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because
1: I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now.
0: What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated
0: PG-13.
1: Welcome
0: everyone to the PJ's Cast. I am your host Pierce. Joining us, Jimmy. What's going on, Jimmy?
1: Not much. Uh, just got this. Uh, Bum Canadian on here today. We got our boy Vinny joining yeah, the podcast. Hello, Vinny.
2: Yes, hello everybody. Yeah, so
0: Vinny's gonna be joining us. Finally we have a Canadian here. Yeah,
1: I'm outnumbered. I'm a little, <laughs> a little nervous today, kinda of shaking in my chair. What, you,
0: what do you mean, Jimmy? I'm American. I'm not I'm not a dumb Canadian.
1: Oh oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Sorry, yeah, that's why I respect you. You're right. <laughs> All
0: right. So a lot has happened today. I, this is Friday. Um just recently, the NHL and NHLPA ratify four-year CBA extension and return to play pun. Following a 142-day pause, the NHL will drop the puck with a five-game schedule of Stanley Cup qualifiers on Saturday, August 1st, after the NHL... Players Association, and NHL ratified a four-year extension to a collective bargain- bargaining agreement through 20- 2025-26 and a return-to-play plan. The sweeping agreements paved the way for the resumption of the 2019-20 NHL season toward the crowning of a Stanley Cup champion by early October and provided an updated economic framework for the league and its players, including addressing, addressing the challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic. So what are your guys' thoughts on this?
1: Uh, I'm gonna let Vinny go first. Vinny, what do you think about this?
2: Um I think uh it's I think it's great for the fans, you know. It's great yeah. for
1: the fans You know, way. You know, yeah, just good for oh, the yeah. Fans, you know, just uh you yeah, know I uh, gotta good 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 get, good. Uh, get the season going, you know, just play the games and uh you know things should go well.
0: And I'll get fucked in neat and uh, yeah.
1: No, but, uh, uh, I know uh, I know
2: people have been people have been waiting for this for a while. And it's just it's nice to get some good news like this. And hopefully we can actually, once we get to July 26th and the teams get into the bubbles, we can actually uh, finish these games. Yeah, the big
0: concern definitely is, like, not, the, like, getting there, but, like, what's going to happen before they get there? Because teams can really do anything. But, like, once you arrive to your respective hub cities, whether that's uh, Toronto or Edmonton, like, you're probably just going to be inside a hotel. Not that you can do anything in Edmonton. Maybe Toronto you can do some things, but – um yeah, definitely these next couple of weeks, it's going to be interesting to see if, like, we see any. There's obviously always going to be cases, but, like, it's going to be interesting to see if, like, say, the what happens with the Blues, is that going to pop up again? Or, like, now that team kind of uh, have the dates logged in for the most part. Again, it's all tentative. It could change so quickly, especially with everything that's been going on. But now kind of with those dates in place. I wonder if teams are kind of going to take it like a bit more serious. Maybe we won't see those booze cases, but yeah, it's definitely nice to see like some dates. We it just it feels like we've had so many um, news where it's like, oh, the NHL is going to come to an agreement. We'll have it by uh, playing by early yeah. know, August. or Whatever. It, it, it's yeah. not like
1: nice
2: it could happen. A to it. it could happen, but it might not.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So up in the air for such a long time. It, it feels kind of like. At least myself, I, I it doesn't feel kind of real yet. Like I'm just kinda it, kind it of feels unnatural so because it's
0: in the middle of summer.
1: Uh, like, yeah, like it's not stuff. just like yeah. it's not just that hockey's gonna happen in this way, but it's just the fact that there's something this sounds so uh hi, um hyperbolic of me, but um uh it just it just feels weird to have like positive news with uh with sports. Like there's just kind of that like feeling that the 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 other shoe is gonna drop at some point. But it's it yeah, like uh, going off what Vinny said it's just so it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing to get something positive and even if, you know, they're not fully there yet and yeah, they have to uh, you know, uh, how do well what Pierce is saying too, you know, get to there. Um everyone's gotta take care yeah. of themselves before then. So, you know, that's uh personally makes me a little bit anxious just knowing how I you know, seeing the blues cases and whatnot, it's a little bit uh um it's yeah. a little nerve wracking waiting for it to happen but uh, I don't know. It seems like they're doing pretty good a pretty good job of holding things down. It's not awful, but uh, hopefully players can just kind of like, you know, even if you don't believe in this or not, you got to do what you got to do. Um, you know, it, it. you may not, like I said, you may not believe in it. You, you don't have to, you know, I, no one can make you, but uh, if you want to play, if you want to get this, this playoffs to happen, just wear your mask, stay inside, be smart, you know, just, it's all I gotta do. So I'm just praying the players do that for the better good for their families, for themselves. But if you know, the very most at least, just to get this playoffs to happen because I, yeah. we are all very hockey deprived here. And uh, I guess my first question would be um, over under on uh, Max Domi having to be strapped down to a chair uh, once they get into the bubble.
2: That's oh deep. man,
1: I'm taking like yeah, a-
2: you know, it's not you, have- you can go, Vinny. Sorry, um, you have to. You have to wonder, like. Uh, how cautious he's going to be if he does end up uh, playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's like the one thing I'm, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to write negative on it, but I, I guess that's like my one, my one thought is like, yeah, like you wonder uh, who's going to be reckless about it. But I guess uh, something we were uh, talking about before the podcast, uh, I guess I'll bring up is that uh, we had just seen that Travis Hamanick um uh i believe he decided to hold out
0: yeah we saw that like right as before yeah. the start that news popped up so i'm like oh that's
1: interesting Yeah. no i can uh, uh was gonna... a question
0: we got on our last podcast who was the black who on the black hawks would be the most likely to sit out it wasn't a blackhawks player but it was an NHL player nonetheless
1: yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm actually like genuinely shocked like that's the first thing that's actually shocked me is um is that he's uh, – that anybody is sitting out. Like, I, I know you talked about it, but I really didn't think a single player was going to do that. Um, and, I mean, uh, well, this is just on uh, the score. Calgary um, Flames, defenseman Travis Hamnick informed general manager Brad – Truliving. Truliving, yeah, I really didn't want to butcher that. Thank you. <laughs> that he's opting out of the NHL's play-in tournament due to family concerns the team announced Friday. Hamnick is the first player to decline playing in the restart – Anyone wishing to opt out can do so without punishment, provided they inform their prospective teams by Monday at 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. More to come. So I did not know that. Um, that I guess the, that would be Monday as in, a, wow, in like three days. So that's interesting. Yeah. Shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it will uh, be an interesting weekend. Uh, what... You know
2: what? It's, it, it's his right to to do that. The NHL's made it very clear. Yeah. Um how they feel about that. And yeah, it's his right. So you can't really can't get mad at him. Yeah. It's his option.
0: That was the thing, is who was gonna be the first player to kinda st- to like st- stand out and say, yeah, I'm not going to play. Because a big thing with the NHL is if no one, like, stands up, then nothing's going to get done. But, like, I believe if, like, one person does something, then, like, uh, like it's going to be, like, a huge chain reaction, like a domino effect. And Travis Hamnick it definitely wasn't the player I expected. But really, who did we expect that was going to, you know, stand out and say, I'm not going to play. And I wonder if there's going to be, like, a domino effect of a bunch of other players saying, no, I'm not comfortable in playing. Because it's, again, it's within their right to do it. And, but it's also... They can play if they want to. They just need like I, I said last podcast, I'm fine with everything. If they're safe, they're informed of all like the the risks and if they want to play, they should be able to. But if they don't want to, they shouldn't be able to. And I like that. Good on the NHL for actually doing the right thing and not like punishing them for opting out, not wanting to play and maybe take a risk or and maybe get sick. I don't know, but I like the NHL finally doing the right thing there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes um, sense. Uh, I think that day is—that's the day the uh, training camps open. So I, I guess it makes sense that that would be, um, yeah, with two weeks before the season starting. I mean, it's a bit short notice. Um, I would definitely argue that, but you know what? That's just—it's you know the way it is. That's what they're—they uh, agreed on. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, myself, I—I kind of have—I res- can't help but respect the guy. Like that's—you know—we all know that this is a league that it's very hard to. Uh, to speak up and have your own opinion. And so uh, honestly, a lot of respect to them for doing that. Um, and you mentioned Pierce, you're like, or you said um, how, you know, we can really guess which player it is, but that's, that's kind of the thing about it is that this league that, that we, I mean, kind of being a dead horse by saying it, but there really is such a um, focus on kind of uh, ushering out personality that it's like yeah, not really, especially these days. Yeah, there's exactly. It's, it's hard to really, um, to really get a feel for who it would be, because you know you don't really know who which player is. It's all behind the scenes. You know, it's weird. I was um, I was watching some old uh, some old NHL games. Uh, I forget which one it was. I've been watching a lot of them, just like you know, scattered on NHL Network. And uh, it's weird how like players were actually much more talkative back in the days. Honestly, like there was a lot more um personality back then. It's kind of like a, uh, it, it's 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 a bit of a uh, like a millennial. I those damn millennials and you, know, and you know everything but uh
2: you know what that is is it's you You also got to factor in back then without social media nothing the chances that. of you the, the chances of you getting in trouble for saying something are probably a bit lower that's just true. because yeah. uh, things can spread on social media and with Brent, culture. That,
0: what, what did Brett Hall say it was that old Brett Hall thing Players are just too scared to like, like, be can't, like, to, I don't know can't, like,
2: can't remember like, that. if that's like, think about shit, think about Bobby Hall, oh, yeah, and what he said back then. And it's coming up in, like today,
1: yeah, yeah, what he said. Like,
2: that's how crazy social media
1: is now. I didn't even think about that, yeah, he said that back then,
2: it, yeah, and I, now it's and there's probably
0: more, uh, more, a lot more players that did too,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that that's we don't know about, though
1: yeah well, yeah I guess I was kind of being a dead horse to bring that up, but I just think it's uh, i it, it i guess in that no it's it's nice to see a player do that you know it's really nice to see somebody like you know you know no matter what anyone's gonna think about him because there's gonna be a lot of opinions about him, no doubt um it's really cool to see him uh you know to see him do that regardless, so you know what good on him for that
2: and you know he'll what? he'll <laughs> pave the path for uh he'll pave the path for uh future guys to be doing that
1: exactly i hope some you know what and if someone no matter how, even if it's God Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, you know, if if someone feels the need to do it, you know, like I hope they go and do it. You know, I mean, obviously there are going to be a lot of guys who will um, want to and won't do it, but I don't know. I just I hope that hopefully there are at least you know another like as many as possible. I guess that's all I can say. You know, just as many players as you know feel the need to can do so.
0: The best thing I've taken yeah. from this news so far is that the Calgary Flames will be able to play Eric Gustafson more. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Speaking of the Calgary oh, Flames, do you want to get into uh, the qualifying round series? We're going to do uh, two, two, right? Going to both the Western Conference uh, series.
2: Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes. I'm going so, to start this off by. Bo- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: So me and Jimmy have already talked about the Chicago Edmonton series that we really went in depth with that. And uh, what was your uh, pick again for that series? Jimmy, I know you picked Chicago, but how many games? Oh,
1: I picked, uh, I I think it's Vancouver clean sweep. I just don't see the wild getting any ground there. I mean, maybe one game, but I just don't feel confident saying that.
0: Yeah. I had Vancouver and four. And then what did you have for the Blackhawks series?
1: Oh, for me, uh, yeah. Blackhawks and five, just like you. But uh, yeah, of course, I, no, before, before I we get into that, the series, I just yeah. got
0: to ask Vinny what his uh, his picks are for those series because he wasn't part of this when we did the preview. So,
2: um, look, Chicago's good. Probably Chicago, Edmonton can go either way. Um, I think uh, I'm going to go with the Hawks, but I think the the big the big story with that is the playoff experience that Chicago has in their core. And I think if those guys can really bring their A game, it'll lead the charge for the rest of the team. And I could see them winning in five.
0: And how about the Minnesota-Vancouver series?
2: I don't – I think Vancouver will win. I don't think it'll be a sweep. Um, I think you'll you'll probably see Minnesota take a game, maybe two, uh, because they can play that – Defensive game and really, really try and shut it down. But I think Vancouver will win probably like three. Yeah, that's what I had so, so I'll say so Vancouver
1: and four. That, yeah.
0: We're pretty much in agreement about the first two series. So it's going to be interesting to see what we, uh, what about these series. So you want to do the Winnipeg Calgary one
1: first? Yeah, let's go for it. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because no one really cares about the Pit? Arizona National series. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Winnipeg versus Calgary. Um, who wants
1: to go first? Who wants to talk oh, about? You know what? That's tough. I'm gonna. You know, I. I. Ah, uh, that's a tough one. I. Uh, I know that you, uh, Pierce, noted a good Albertan kid. Uh, do you know anything about the Flames? Because I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I. I kind of forgot they existed for the most part. <laughs> They're just that team for me. I, I hate saying that, but um, I, I can't really say like. I, it's hard to get a feel for the Flames. Like they're so... Oh God, I hate myself for saying this. They're very, they are very hot and cold. Like it's one year they're in the playoffs, one year they're,
0: <laughs> they're flaming hot. <laughs> oh man,
1: good <laughs> knee slapper there, hell of a knee slapper. But it, it looked like this year, um, God, they were, they would have been, were they? In a, they would have been a playoff spot when I uh, when the season ended, right? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. Which is weird because they were so, like, they were dysfunctional near the beginning of the season. I remember that.
0: Yeah, they got rid of the, the whole, like, Bill Peters situation.
1: Oh, oh my God. Didn't that, that seem like a
0: lifetime ago?
1: That I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, oh, what that about was a Like situation. Don't
0: remember that?
1: Bill Peters is a bad person. He calls hey, people wait. bad words
2: oh yeah yeah
1: that wasn't it wasn't long. it, was it
0: wasn't. like in november like it was after mike mike Babcock got fired because Bill yeah
2: was a, it, it was, was this year yeah it
1: it was was this season.
2: Season. okay so yeah
1: much, no, so I much remember that. since then but uh, yeah all
2: right so what do you what do you guys think about this series because mm-hmm. i i have it going in five I, I, one, okay, I, with that.
1: I think there's a lot of i think these are two teams that are um very flawed in their own ways um I feel like uh, with Calgary, you've got, um, you know, Giordano is still pretty solid. Uh i got TJ Broney is still doing all right. I mean, with def- like, so defensively, it's like I'm not really in love with them. That's about Calgary. They're not they're not really like – there's no strong suit for them. They're just kind of like good everywhere.
2: Yeah, they're Yeah, their solid. offense
1: is solid. Their defense is solid. Their goaltending is a bit of a mess. So – um, last time I checked, I'm not totally sure. I, from I remember, Riddick was having a bit of a rough year, but um,
2: he he's so inc- it's inconsistency yeah. with him. Like yeah, he's no, really good that's, and he's yeah
1: Talbot's good. played in uh 26 games only though. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not confident in their goaltending. And then you've got Winnipeg that is just so damn top heavy that it's it's amazing. You've got yeah. Josh Morrissey. Neil Pionk's actually having a decent year. And then, you know, like it's (laughs) all you got. Like it's it's, honestly credit to Paul Maurice for that, you know, because that is a, that is not a good defense. Well, I shouldn't say that credit to Paul Maurice and uh, credit to Connor Hellebuck's back. I was just going to say the best player. Wow, man. He, if he doesn't win the heart this year, it is. Yeah. We can confirm that this league is broken in terms of voting and the way players are seen, it's yeah. just absolutely awesome this year. I, I agree, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that, um, like, I was gonna hoping you didn't say his name, but I was gonna be like, Two words, Connor To me, <laughs> <laughs> he's the best, he is the best player on either team. He absolutely should have. Uh, we brought this up last uh podcast that uh, it's him and Panarin for the the hard one and two, it doesn't matter which way it goes, either one of them deserve it. but... Just looking at the defense stats, I don't have them pulled up, but he had, like, the high, the best high-danger uh, save percentage, like the most high-danger shots against. Like, he faced so much quality shots, but he still had, uh, like, a Vesna winning season and a Hart nominee season. It's just ridiculous how good he is. And I agree with you that the Winnipeg heads, uh, Jets are very top-heavy. Um, Kyle Connor had an incredible year. Like, he was yeah, on pace yeah. for 45 goals, I think. And he yeah. had he was point per game. Mark Shafley was point per game. Blake Wheeler was hovering around, that. say, with uh, Patrick Laine. Nikolai Ehlers, he's up there in points, and he's very underrated. And, like, yeah. he's one of the best players in the NHL, getting the points. Yeah, he's a big player. And, all that. and oh, it's yeah. just, yeah, credit to Paul Maurice. I mean, the... They uh, no matter what you think of Tyler Myers, uh, he's still like a, a second pairing defenseman for them, I think. And obviously, Dustin Buffalo leading, they had like so many injuries on the blue line that
1: Jacob Truba's gone too. I, I, you probably, should... yeah, Jacob
0: Truba, I completely forgot about that too. Like, basically, their whole right side went missing, and yeah. you know, God, they had to pick up Carl Dahl for Chicago.
1: That's <laughs> <not my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
2: yeah, he was playing quite a bit too to start. I don't, I don't know if he played as much towards the end. Carl
1: Dahlstrom. He he scored his first NHL goal and it got called off. That was most Carl Dahlstrom. Yeah. Like, I, I remember
2: I remember he was, like, I saw one, like, shortly after we traded him. Uh, he, there was, like, uh, I saw, like, their lineup sheet, and he was, like, second pair. Yeah, like, oh, it was bad
1: there for a minute. I mean, it's still kind of rough, but it was – I think he's uh, – he only played 15 games. Oh, I thought he played much more. Huh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Funny.
0: But
1: started getting yeah.
0: fat. When I pick looking at at least from points perspective, I haven't done like a deep dive into like the stats or anything. Um looking at Calgary's side, yeah, you brought that up, Cam Talbot Talbot, he was like actually had a pretty good season, nine nineteen state percentage. But I wonder fa- I wanna face card yeah. him because just looking at the numbers and I believe when Talbot uh played for Edmonton and uh the playoffs back in twenty seventeen. Like he was amazing. It was certainly not the reason they lost. So I wonder if they go uh Cam Talbot there and they didn't go David Rich last year in the playoffs. So I wonder if they kinda like I don't
1: know. <sighs> oh <my laughs> God man. Big, it's God, I think it's it was you went from big big uh big save Dave to uh big sieve Dave. I think that's what
2: Yeah, when, when he when he's on, he's big yeah, save okay. Dave. <laughs> but when he's Yeah,
1: on, I was watching uh, the a highlights once it was uh Hawks against uh Calgary was a game. And yet another game where Alex Neon they completely tears apart Western Canada like the monster he is and uh i remember looking in the YouTube comments because those are always so intelligent and uh just all the all the Calgary fans just like they can when he's off they cannot stand him. It's like Corey Crawford all over again.
0: Except we respect him now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, but even you know, it's like, I guess not really us, but uh, just how mo- like a lot of just regular, I guess, like fair weather Chicago fans were. It's just when the guy in a goal and, you know, just the worst goal in the league. But, you know, in, even to to be fair, Crawford was that inconsistent when he was uh, when he was younger, like Riddick. 2014,
0: <laughs> like the year, yeah. like I felt Crawford could have been better, but like 2013, 2015. Like, oh, better that's twenty he won a cup one cups both years. I, I don't know. That's a whole different discussion. Oh, for yeah. Sure. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. Looking at the Flames, what the hell happened with Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan? Like, I, Sean Monahan, I, I'm not expecting him to be like this blazing offensive producer. But, like Johnny Gaudreau, this is someone that like you expect to be over point per game, and he's only got like 18 goals, 70 yeah. games, 58 points, in
2: 70 and 70 games. I think if here you go, yeah, I think if I think if if Calgary's got any shot here. They need their top line to produce in this against yeah, the Jets. I mean, I don't, I don't see them winning. Yeah, I, I don't see them winning if if those guys yeah, are going. Yeah, Colorado
0: last year. Like, a drill went, and Lon had just went completely silent, and I just – yeah. I don't know, man. I Honestly, I'm going to pick Jets in five. I think it's going to be a close series, but, again, two words, Connor Hellebuck, and I think that's a difference maker.
2: He's been – Yeah, if he – yeah, he can he can steal a series if he's on easily.
1: All right, uh, Calgary and four. Really? Yeah. You know what? You know what? I just gut feeling. You know what? I think uh, Johnny Hockey had a really rough year. And I'm uh, oh, sorry, Johnny Hockey. Uh, trademarked. My bad. Can't get. I want to get a this podcast copyrighted. Um, uh, I I think that he had a rough year. But you know, we talked about last podcast how there's been such a such an insane break from the regular season to the playoffs, and I think that a guy like him is going to benefit from that. And I think a guy like Hellebuck is not going to benefit from that. And that is just two players, but those are the two biggest X factors on each team. And uh, you know what I take after the rough year Johnny Hockey had, I think I take him any other year. So brand new season, Johnny Hockey, I'm taking him him in the Calgary Flames in four. That's
2: interesting. Yeah. um, I think, Yeah. yeah, I think, I, I I tend to agree. I think Calgary will win this series in five. Obviously, that depends on how, what what Johnny what Johnny Gaudreau get. Um, but yeah, with the goalies, it's interesting because with all this time off, you just you don't know which goalies have been skating and seeing pucks. Yeah. So I think you'll you'll know right away who's really been uh, practicing and seeing pucks. Yeah. And, and like
1: it's that during the season, it's like you have that momentum, you know, and you get that taken away from you for that many months. Like that, it you know, doesn't just that doesn't just do nothing to you. You know, for any any athlete, that that yeah. changes the entire flow. So I don't know. I mean, I I think Kyler Hellbuck, I don't think it changes the fact that he's a great goaltender, but I think that he was playing on a different planet uh during last season. And if he can't do that, I don't yeah. see Winnipeg's defense being able to bail him out.
0: I can definitely see Calgary yeah. winning. It's just, man, I just fucking love Hellebuck. And also, I think <laughs> Winnipeg also has that, like, top-heavy offense where like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about the Flames and, like, Goudreau. Like, it just seems like Goudreau kind of goes silent playoffs. He could definitely prove me wrong, which I hope he does because I love Johnny Goodrow,
1: but, like... He does. Yeah, he does. I guess, yeah. And yeah. I think... Yeah.
2: I think people need to... People just need to relax a bit on... uh with the Goudreau hate, because I know, I know it was tough for him against Colorado. But I mean, who on that team would you have been happy with during that oh, series? That's and then, fair. So,
1: awesome. yeah,
2: And then, and the then also,
1: and, <laughs> and then also,
2: the lot. The time he was in the playoffs before that in 2015, he was yeah, pretty good.
1: So, so I mean, That's true. besides, so by the Ducks, every five seconds every other year. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So, those damn ducks.
1: Uh, what was Anyways. it? Seventeen years, I think they went without uh winning in, in the Honda Center. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it was like yeah, it was like yeah, you it know, something like that. Seventeen years, that sounds right.
2: Just you, just curse yeah. at that point. I mean, <laughs> yeah. all
0: right. So, oh wait. The first time that me and Jimmy have disagreed, and then Vinny comes on the podcast and disagrees with me as well. That's all right. I think this will be like an underrated good series, and I definitely think it goes the distance.
1: Like either way, you thought you could outnumber me, bringing yeah. in one of the, uh, another one of your Canadians, but you know what? Yeah, on my side this time. So jokes on you. Mm. All right, now we can talk about the, after talking about uh, an interesting Canadian series, we can talk about the most boring, forgettable, and the series that I did not. Existed in America, the Nashville Predators and the Arizona coyotes to All right, all oh three gosh. of you that are listening to this podcast. I hope that the other five of you in Nashville are happy for this. All right. So, uh, <laughs> all right, what are, you, what are we thinking, guys? I'm going to ask uh, – what's about the pressure on you, Vinny? What are you thinking about this series? How do you feel about Nashville so far? All right.
2: Okay. <clears throat> well, Jimmy, well, um, one thing I will say is that Arizona – they're similar. They're counter. Uh, they're similar. They're very similar to Columbus in the East, where they can play a defensive style game, uh, where they're just putting a ton of pressure on you. They make you work for everything. And then on Nashville's side, they just have a stacked defense on yep. paper. So I mean, I think I think this one goes five. I'm I'm going to go with those. Oh, enough. Uh
1: Pierce, what do you think, man? Um,
0: so. I don't know. Just it's not that I hate Nashville, but like just this whole year, I've I'ven't liked their team at all. Like it just seems like they haven't been on like a like a terror Like under a terror thing, just They haven't been like really good. Like you usually expect Nashville to. Like they'd have decent offense, and of course they got that crazy defense. But you look at the goaltending; Rennie had a awful year. Yeah. Uh, UC Saros actually wasn't bad, but it's not just like good right now. Who's, who is gonna lead the offensive charge for uh, the Nashville Predators. Roman
1: Yosi, glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah, Roman Yosi has they, been they very good, it. but
0: can he do it all himself? Like, I'm just looking at the forward stats. No, no, no. I want
2: to. They need Johansson. They absolutely need I'm Johansson. And I look at the they Arizona Coyotes. Them.
0: Yeah, they're they're not much. Like, they have a really tough time scoring goals, but um. <sighs> I don't want to compare them to this team because they went on and won the cup, but they very much remind me of the 2012 LA Kings, incredible goaltending, incredible defensive team. They even have some like nice names up front, but they just for whatever reason can't score goals. And with some time off, especially with names like Billy Hustle mm-hmm. and Taylor Hall, it's just like hard to imagine that they won't find their game. So I think it's going to be a close defensive series. I don't think it's going to be a high goal scoring series but uh, I'm going to have to agree with Vinny on this one. I have the Arizona Coyotes, not in five games, but in four games. I huh? really hope they win. Oh, okay. I just don't right. I, it's not that I hate Nashville because, you know, I'm a Bullock fan, but like, just, I just don't really have much faith in but Nashville. Pierce, like they're do.
1: Trashville fans, and their city is terrible, and all their people are terrible people. What are you talking about? <laughs>
2: oh, <no. laughs> well, they certainly underperformed oh, yeah. this year. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can see why people would I go joke. Nashville is
1: actually like an insanely underrated hockey town. I would town. Love, to, I love,
2: love, love to go to Nashville. I would, yeah, yeah, I would love to
1: Nashville, Nashville. go to a Nashville game, man. I would also love, we were talking about this before the podcast. I would love, and we would love Arizona to put their, their arena somewhere where people actually would want to go to it.
0: Yeah. They have Not, been, like
1: a yeah. the fair. No, in the middle of
0: nowhere. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it, it's like, if I remember right, and maybe yeah, maybe this has changed. But like, look up the Florida Panthers arena and where it's located. Like an like an image above where it is. It's the funniest, the creepiest thing you'll ever see. It's insane.
2: Do you know? Do you know how far it is from uh, from the city? Hard. Like is it, is it but like, it's like far
1: enough where it's an issue? Like that's the problem. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's also getting there too, right? Like it. Like even if it's not far away. Like you said, if it's just off the highway. Yeah, like nobody would –
1: nobody. Should. it's just way crazy. out there. It's in the middle of sunrise. – That
2: is crazy, yeah.
1: I mean, you get the senior centers out there. That's, you know, good for them. A little something exciting. Uh, <laughs> so I want to pull up – I was going to pull up some stats here. Very Well, simple ones though. Just uh, point totals from the Coyotes and the Predators. This may be the lowest offensive, like, series by a mile. Like, this isn't – this is unbelievable. Listen to this. Want to not the uh who leads the, the uh, Coyotes in points? Take
0: it's Nick Schmaltz.
1: I was looking at Schmaltz? Nick Schmaltz. Schmaltz. Take a guess. How many points?
0: 45.
2: I was, I was literally looking Four, at 40-something. 40 40 yeah, Pierce J. test.
1: But, yes, 45 <laughs> <laughs> 40 points.
2: You know what? You know what team yeah, team I, I was looking at that the other day. Canadians.
1: I will say it's a balanced – the thing about Arizona that I give them credit for, and it seems like Rick Tockett has done a good job of implementing this, is that they have a very balanced offense. They have a very balanced team. And uh, to what Vinny said, they really make you work for everything. Very, yeah, just a very hard nosed team. And it's not, you know, it's not like old style, you know, rock and yeah. sock them. It's just like they just, but no, it's, um, it's, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah, it's a just colonists. a hard, it's such a damn hard working team, you know, like it, they make you work for every inch. It seems yeah. like a very, ah, it's, you know, I want to say that they're a very solid team. Overall, however, goaltending. My God, have they relied on goaltending? Darcy Kemper, I don't know if he'll be, uh, he'll be healthy for this series, but 29. 29- no matter
0: who they throw in, it's better than what Nashville has.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that I yeah. will. Yeah. You know what? I, I say that like it's a weakness, but you know what? In this series, that is going to be a big difference because you. I, I know that, like, we talked about, um, uh you know the season having ended such a long time ago. But you know what? Darcy Kemper and Auntie Ranta have not been they didn't just have you know flash in the pan se- uh, seasons. Like they've been good for a, a little while now. Darcy Kemper was very underrated yeah. for a long time and he finally you know he's finally been showing how good he is the last two years. Um Auntie Ranta has been solid his entire career. And now these guys are really in their they're kind of in their prime, it seems. So you've got Darcy Kemper yeah. coming off a 928 save percentage year. Uh, 9.21 for Antti Ranta. Your backup goalie's save percentage is 9.21. But I guess it's really unfair to call him a backup. It's more of a 1A, 1B. And then yeah,
0: pretty
1: people, much like a, yeah, what you said. Yeah, like, oh, dude, Antti Ranta is the king of, like and it's going to happen again. I'm sure it's going to happen again. The king of being in these fantastic 1A, 1B situations but getting traded to some other team because they have a goalie who's just a little bit better. Um, But you look at Nashville and they're, their starting goalie at the end of this year was uh, UC Saros with a nine fourteen 14 And Pecorine... It wasn't horrible.
0: It's just, I think, both right. and Kemper are better than both
1: of them. Oh, for sure. And you know what? Yeah. I know it's... Yeah. I know that it's a new season and all that. But I just... Oh, I know I'm going to eat... I'm going to eat so much crow for saying this. But um, I really don't trust Pecorine. I really. I don't
0: think. either, but watch him do what
1: he did in 2017. Oh, yeah, watch him. Oh, yeah, and just 2017 all over again. I'm sure he'll do it just because I said that. But you know what? I, I'll say I really <laughs> don't trust Pecorino. He's not getting any younger. He hasn't really shown any promise besides scoring. I mean, he scored a goal on my team this season. So you know what? You know don't you know Screw him for that. I don't trust him at all.
0: Pecorino is too good
1: right now. I was going to say, yeah, maybe. I don't think he's <laughs> too good right now. Until he, yeah, until he goes and has a zero GAA in the playoffs, the first. Uh, That's
0: the thing with Pekka Renan. he's so he's hot and he's cold, you know.
1: Yeah, he's yes, no, he's yeah. in and he's out. But uh, <laughs> uh, speaking about points, I I, I want to segue. I completely missed that. But uh, you go over to Nashville, Roman Yossi, sixty-five points. The next point total is forty-eight. With
2: I know that's the oh, thing, it's like
0: Roman Yossi has been leading the charge, but can you expect him to do that? Yeah, in the like he needs I, to I, I, I don't know that
1: I, don't. I, I know that he, he is fantastic and uh definitely should be up there. In the Norse
0: winner this year, I would say
1: I'd put him right behind, the theater, yeah. but still, uh, mm-hmm. god, but, you know, I said I haven't checked the stats in a while, god, but yeah, yeah, he he could be up for the Norris this year, but I again like I just this team, man, I just don't think he. I, I don't think that with all the issues they have, um, I just don't know if he can if he can carry all of that. But the biggest issue for me with Nashville is behind the bench, John Hines.
0: Oh my god, I forgot it was the
1: coach. <laughs> <I just laughs> remind you, this man puts Ryan Johansson, Matt Shane, and Victor Arvidsson oh, in his bottom six the wait, start hold lineup. On. I. Not like this it? man can win a playoff series. I have no Did trust in this man to win a playoff game. You remember the Did
0: article about John Hines where it's like <sighs> teams are afraid of hiring him because he's too short. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you never heard that article oh man. I think when, I think it was twenty fifteen, New Jersey like hired them and then there's a bunch of talk. It was like a lot of NHL teams were too concerned that no one would take him seriously because he's so short. Like, walking, <laughs> everybody's <yelling at> <laughs> didn't oh, he put oh. didn't didn't
2: he put Yossi on forward? Sorry? Didn't he yeah. put
1: Yossi on forward?
0: <laughs> he I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he he did. I don't know.
1: He did, yeah.
0: Mean, like, I'm, you know,
1: Hawks fans. He did in general talk about, oh man, the Hawks must hate Collison. You know what? There has been some, like there have been little droplets of proof for that. You know, especially from Jonathan Taves and the way he's uh, talked about the team. But you know what? You know what? at least Jeremy Colleton never took Duncan Keith and put him on the second line.
2: <laughs> yeah. At, yeah. Like come on, put Jonathan
1: tapes, Patrick Kane and to on the fourth line together. Yeah. That is I, that <laughs> I have never seen a coach do the things that John Hines has done. And like, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I really have never seen a coach do some of the things this guy has done. It's like bizarro land, some of the shit he does. So,
0: and, he, and and, and he yeah, completely underplayed all of, like New Jersey's rookies. Like I'm pretty sure he gave no time to Nikita Gusev, and when he got fired, like he yeah.
1: did. wow, him. Gusev's good all of a sudden. Wow, what a surprise! Not like he's been good for a while, and he's just underplayed and completely you know completely misutilized.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, like it's just crazy. Like, w- and when you when you put like I know it's Yosi. He's he's I mean he has a, he's very offensive minded but when you put when you put it, when you do that to your lineup, what do you think that signals to outside to like outsiders looking in yeah like it looks like you're
1: panicking what is it what is it signal to your team like that you i mean well, yeah. i mean i know that they're the ones right there, but what is it signal to like just the locker room like that that yeah we, we're panicking like we have to put <laughs> our best defenseman our norris like norris worst defenseman <laughs> on on a forward line like i can't even i don't know i, I still
2: because you bums can't score. We're putting a D-man on forward. Yeah,
1: I don't want to put my, my – How my does, does that make you feel? <laughs> like, what is that – I can't imagine any player in that team really, like, likes that guy. It's just not a really good look. It's, it's not I a good to look. to get, you know, top time in the top six. Like, I – yeah.
0: And that's another thing I kind forgot that John Hines is the coach. It's a cool one. But like, that's I another thing. I totally trust Rick Talkett more than I do with John Hines.
2: Yeah, they're they're out coached. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it seemed like nobody was remembering that, so I'm like, I'm just saving this. I'm just dropping this bomb at the end because yeah, that's uh, I feel like that's like the biggest X factor. Um, is the coaching, and uh, yeah, because I mean, but even besides that, like I I think that um the like the predators really offensively like they're not that much better than the coyotes. Granted, their players are having off years. Granted, they're being coached by John Hines. I don't think that they're that far off from from uh Arizona. So I don't see the teams being that much different aside from uh like, you know, uh I mean, you know, Arizona has Ekman Larson and you know, Chickren's solid, but they don't really have you know, an Ellis and an Eckholm, uh as you know, and Yossi and Ekman Larson kind of even out. So defensively, I don't really feel that uh Arizona's that much they're not really, you know, great defensively like Nashville is, but they're not yeah. also that bad, and their system is very solid. And and then, but then you look at goaltending and coaching, and Arizona by a country mile. And you know what? I'm taking. I'm gonna take Arizona. Oh man, uh, oh man, I'm taking Arizona clean sweep. Really? Wow. You know what? You know what? Oh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm you know, I'm. I feel like – you know uh, You know what? I'll give Nashville one game. I'll give them one cool. game. I don't think yeah. – I just don't yeah. think that, man. I don't know. John Hines, I, I just don't see that, man. He doesn't have Taylor Hall in his team. What's he going to do? I'm sorry. Like, he has Roman Yossi, but he's got Pekka, Renee and, and
0: You know they're going to start Renee just because he's Renee.
1: Oh, dude. And even if he was – even yeah. if was the end of the last season, they'd start Rene. It's John Hines. I mean – Absolutely. Come on, dude. I, yeah, I just – I. I try not to be – you know the, these guys have jobs for a reason I, I try to look at that with you know most any situation in sports and the every gm's got their job for even if it's nepotism they've got their job for a reason it's well,
0: mostly at least
1: competent and then there's john hines and i don't Understand how this guy has an NHL head coaching job. I do not understand. <clears throat>
0: I was very much leaning towards NH- Arizona, and then after you brought John H- John Hines head coach, of Nashville, like, oh, thanks for solidifying my choice.
1: Yeah, the only reason I don't say Arizona a clean sweep is that Rene has a really Rene can steal a game when he's on, and you know what? He's not going to be complete garbage the entire series, I'm sure. So yeah, Nashville, can, I'm sure Nashville can steal a game, but I just don't see them. Yeah, if Kemper and Ranta, you know, I think they can carry their plans of the uh, postseason. We haven't really seen uh, Antti Ranta in the postseason, have we? You know so, what we haven't seen much in uh, the postseason
0: either? Taylor Hall. I want to see Taylor Hall play. That's, mm,
1: off. It, oh, and Phil, yeah. and Phil Kessel. Playoff, and playoff for, Phil Kessel, had, who should
0: have won the Conn Smythe in 2016.
2: Here's another thing. Hold Such on. Be, yeah. So, Phil Kessel, doesn't he have like – He's like point per game. There's – doesn't he have some like medical issue? No, like, I don't think
0: he does. I, the thing with Phil Kessel is he well, actually had testicular cancer, like yeah. way back when. Yeah, that's no, no. Years that's years. what I mean.
2: That's what I mean. So, do you think? What do you think is going to happen with those guys that have survived cancer uh, with that pre-medical or that pre-participation? Do you think that? Do you think that'll stop guys from playing? No, I don't. Think, like, I mean, I
0: I'm not a doctor. You don't think so? by any means, but like, I think. People with cancer, are right? But like diabetes, uh, like something I active going. I guess I don't know. I would be more cautious with that. But like I think some of the Kessel is fine to play, and Oscar so Lindblom you, was on uh, on the ice for the Philadelphia Flyers, which is a fantastic. Oh, movie. Wait, who is
1: Oscar Lindblom? Sorry, yeah, uh, he uh, started uh, skating. Oh, that's. I
0: thought I thought you asked who is Oscar Lindblom? <laughs> I'm like are you serious?
2: <laughs> no, that that's what I was gonna say is. Uh, like with someone like Kessel, like guys that could be like immunocompromised from, from having to deal with that. It would make them more. Listening
0: to this right now is like a doctor, like you idiot, can't be <laughs> cancer, can't play. I don't know,
2: <laughs> or not had cancer. Yeah,
0: before, but... I guess I
2: don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not that they had cancer; it's that they're that like that would make them immunocompromised. Yeah, it make uh... them, it'd make it so that they're more uh, susceptible to getting really hurt. From, like, if they were to get uh, COVID, okay. I don't know,
0: it's interesting. Well, like, again, Oscar yeah, Lindblom was, um, we'll see. Was, was mm. practicing with the flyers, which is good, but like, at the same time, they are kind of like, you just finished can't like uh, like battling off cancer. Like, do you want to take that risk? I don't know, but again, yeah. like we brought up earlier in the show, it's their it's their choice and they, yeah. be warned of yeah. the risks. And if they don't want to play, they shouldn't have to play either,
1: yeah, yeah. And uh, what was it? Um, uh... Uh, oh gosh! But going back to Phil Kessel, I want to mention that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think people like. There's there's such a stigma with him, and even I feel like even now it's still said. Even after Steve Dangle, I remember this him calling out everybody uh, who calls uh, Kessel lazy and going, "Listen, this guy is a playoff performer. He's a yes. guy. He's, went to
2: he's always been good.
1: Like went I mean... to Pittsburgh and did just that." You know, it's, I know Arizona, they're, they're no Pittsburgh for sure, but, you know, Kessel, he can, in the playoffs, especially, he makes things happen. He is a little bit older, sure, but um, I, I see him having a good series. And I really, I would love to see him and Taylor Hall in the same line. I think that would, I think if, yeah, if you're going up against, you know, Roman Yossi and, you know, maybe, I don't know, they put Ellis with him or Fabro, but I think, yeah, you're going up against that top line. I think you throw Hall out there, you throw Kessel out there, and you just let them do their thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Both yeah. are Arizona wins that series. I
1: think we can all, yeah, we can all come to an agreement now. Not on Hines' team.
0: Well, yes, Pierre LeBrun put this quite nicely. This goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. Any player opting out of the tournament should not be second-guessed. There, these are uncertain times. Nobody has all the facts. Respect everyone's decision on this.
2: And you know what? Uh, one thing I think about that is that how many guys the, could there be out there? who have like an underlying like
1: thing that we don't know about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Oh, and uh this just uh in um a statement from Calgary Flames Defense and Travis Hamnik. This is from Titan Sports 365. I'm not sure like what they're affiliated with it, but this is what he said. God has blessed me with the talent and opportunity to play in the NHL. Playing in the NHL is a privilege, and I take a lot of pride in doing so far an incredible franchise like the Calgary Flames. Most importantly, God allowed my family the opportunity to see his love and grace firsthand. Last year, when our little girl contracted a very serious respiratory virus, like every parent, everything we do is to provide and protect our kids and try to take any away oh, any suffering they may endure last year we spent the longest scariest and hardest week of our lives by our daughter's breast hospital bedside we were unsure of what we would come next but with god's strength our little girl fought her respiratory virus and recovered during that long week we were helpless and couldn't do anything to help her except hold her little hand kiss her head and pray we saw what a respiratory virus can do to our healthy little girl and it's something no parents wants to go wants or should go through now blessed with our second child a baby boy the risk of covid 19 pandemic of today's covid 19 pandemic is a very difficult one to weigh as parents
2: yeah um i think with that like that that's just that's just it i mean it's not. It's not about just the guys and their medical, like what um, medical problems they might have, but it's their families. Like these guys have families, and um, good for Hamannik that he's uh, not afraid to come out and say that.
0: And I read this in reverse. There's another statement before it, and it said, "Due to what my daughter has already gone through and the concerns if she were to catch COVID-19, I've decided to opt out and seek a." Leave absent from the Calgary Flames for the remainder of the playoffs. I wish I could lace up my skates and be out there battling, blocking a shot, and helping the team win, but my family has and always will come first. Being my little kid's dad every day is the most important job I have. I love this game and my team. This is a decision that is extremely hard for me to make. I wish my teammates the best of luck and good health. I look forward to joining the sea of red, the greatest fans in the NHL, ensuring all my teammates as they chase the opportunity to bring the Stanley Cup home to Calgary. Sincerely, Travis Harnock, and that's it.
1: I love that.
2: Oh. Yeah, that's that's great. That's good for him.
1: Yeah, seriously, good. Yeah, no no better way to say it. But just you know what, good for him. I like that. That's like you said, uh, Pierce. I just want to echo that. Um, I don't know if it was Pierce or Vinny. I forget who said that. Um, that
2: I I I brought up the, okay. the guys like having like their families. Yeah,
1: like these guys that have families. Isn't just you know isn't just one person. I think that's the biggest thing I remember. Is it's it's a lot more than just one person. So you know what? Yeah, good on him for doing that.
0: Yeah, and that just brings up the whole situation of the pandemic. If you're putting someone at risk, it's not just that one person. You know, it's they go home to their families, their little ones that might have like immune compromise, kind of like how his daughter did, where she almost unfortunately died because of uh, a respiratory disease, but thankfully she's fine now. And he just had a, a like a second child, a little son, so he definitely. I honestly. Didn't even think he should have had to explain the context anyways, because that's his choice, but good on him for for uh, getting, like, the word out there, I guess. And, again, like we kind of mentioned up earlier, hopefully that'll help players to not be scared to maybe, like, stay home if they feel that the risks outweigh the rewards.
2: So. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah.
0: So I don't know if you guys. I think that's pretty much it. So I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to talk about or bring up, hmm. or we can end it off here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I think that I think we kind of uh, hit on everything. Just uh, shit. Happy to have hockey back. Hopefully, hopefully soon.
2: Yeah, hopefully we can. Uh... Get through these next couple of weeks, get into the bubble and get started. I'm so ready to just sit down and watch a bunch of hockey, dude.
1: Sit down all day and watch like game, like game. It, it's gonna be so. Nice.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, yes, I'm, I'm so ready. I'm
0: definitely booking off the first week of August because if I don't even know if we brought this up, but like the dates, August 1st is the uh, the first day of hockey when everything gets back, and then I believe the last possible date oh, is August man. 9th, and with all the teams losing in the qualifying rounds there'll be a phase two of the uh the draft lottery. so we'll see who gets first overall <clears> and, <all that throat> and the rest of the draft picks and then of course there, uh, the, the playoffs will start up again like the first round second round third round fourth round the latest possible date for like the say game set of the Seneca cup final is october 2nd and then the draft will happen uh
2: been seven on days after.
0: or on October 9th. And then or, I, believe yeah. I was reading earlier a tweet from Chris Johnston that there might be a possibility that uh, the draft have a draft and free agency happen on the same day.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, I mean uh, just, just think about, think about like how rapid like this, this uh, chain of events is like you got your playoff starting. And then right after the first qualifying round, like, like the next day, you find out who gets Lafreniere, and then once the Stanley Cup's over, you, no longer than seven days after, you got uh, the draft, and then free agency starts. And then the season in, starts, like, a, what, a month later, too? Yeah,
0: I think in or December two, or something like that. The December 1, they're
2: targeting? Sorry? December 1, I think they're targeting yeah to start the regular crazy. season, which is crazy. Wait, who? Wait, when? December, December 1st. <sighs>
0: that's, only, that's less than two months. That's like...
2: I about believe, I believe training camp starts no, is supposed to start November seventeenth, oh, wow. and you have a two week training camp and then right into the regular season. Wow! <laughs> so think about it if if you if you win the Stanley Cup, you don't got a long off season to celebrate. You're right back at it.
1: Yeah, you know what the craziest thing was was looking at um, I think the uh, I think the draft day is set for October five to ten or something around then.
0: October 9th and 10th, that's what it said. Yeah,
1: right? 9th and 10th, that was, yeah, yeah isn't, like, I, I saw that on my TV, and I'm like, God, this really is, like, the most, this is just a bizarro year, man. It's insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's also another tweet from Chris Johnson. So, the last possible day for the Stanley Cup final is October 4th, so I was wrong on that one, which would be six, 368 days after the 2019 season. I saw that.
2: Started.
0: I that's saw crazy. that. I saw that. And also, this is particularly cool for me. Um, the NHL c- confirms that the conference finals and Stanley Cup final will be played in Edmonton. So even if it's not the Oilers hosting the Cup, the Cup will be in Edmonton. Be uh, like lifted in Edmonton, which is pretty cool, honestly. Uh,
1: kind of like what El- I know Elliot Friedman. His uh, he was saying on NHL Network. His uh, his friend keeps telling him that uh, this is the only way that uh, the Stanley Cup will be hoisted in uh, Canada.
0: Well, yeah, I saw that. I saw <laughs> that. It was like this is about what McDavid had in mind by bringing the Cup to Edmonton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good stuff
2: um have you guys what do you guys think of uh elliot friedman's beard that he's growing
1: oh ass! maybe the best like the only the only good thing to come out of quarantine is elliot friedman's beard is what i'll say Just, and
2: then
0: and chris there, johnson but, too i know Vinny saw this but uh jimmy did you see the picture of duncan keith like in the lake where he's like, life is about oh, energy. The powers of the sun and water have a powerful ability to heal. I use many methods to stay in shape, but when it comes to my mental health, I always return to mother nature.
2: What? You have to look oh, at please, I didn't see Jimmy, Jimmy. I'll 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 I think it's in the group chat, Jimmy.
1: Oh my god. That is incredible. I need to find this. That is insane. <laughs> it, it's up a little
2: ways. But yeah, no, dude, like <laughs> all I gotta say is watch out, Edmonton, because this guy's summon, he's summoning the demons or something. Like, it's...
1: Oh <laughs> you gotta, you gotta look at the picture. It's face. ridiculous. Oh, my God. Dude's going right back to 2015. Bro. I know. I
0: was just going to say, he's, he's turned back to 2015 for it right
2: now. And then Kane, Kane's got the flow back, like, full on.
1: You said Keith, like, Keith himself posted this? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, so, it's, yeah. It's, on, it's on his Twitter and Instagram. Yeah.
1: I need to find this. Holy, this is amazing. I I'll send it to you. <clears throat> Hang on. Duncan Keith. Oh, here we go. This is. Oh my
2: God. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my God. This is the most badass
2: thing. This dude is literally Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Dude, this man's going to play till he's 50. I'm sorry. There's no way he on, doesn't. No on, his,
2: way. On, on Keith's Instagram. Uh, a few of the a few of the guys uh, replied. One, Andrew Shaw said, "It's a powerful hashtag Earth." <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, one of my favorite tweets. <laughs> <laughs> is... uh, like
1: I'm that, gonna yeah. pin this tweet. <laughs> can you pin it to your account? I
0: think so. Yeah,
1: dude. If you can, like, yeah, you can... Then, uh, yeah. Then there's nothing else I could do. This is insane. Oh my god. Oh my, you know I really what? don't know what to say. That's, that's,
2: that's a new thing.
1: <laughs> like, yes. Oh yeah. yeah like this this picture just made me pregnant, dude. I i am in in I'm just in awe. I don't know what I should say. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah,
2: dude. Like like we we've seen a lot of pictures from him of just lifting weights and he looks big. Like oh yeah, it looks look, solid. Dude, right like now. I, I don't know
1: what this virus did to his like I don't know what, like...
2: He's just been grinding. Like, it's, like, constantly.
1: Like, obviously. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. I don't know. Angel needs to take, like, five-month breaks more often because clearly it does something. Like, it made Keith go, like, full Buddhist. It's insane. (laughs) This man is, like, (laughs) oh, my God. I'm pretty sure this man, like... He's probably at the point where, like, he, like, twitches his eyebrow and, he like, he moves his coffee cup to him, you know? Like, just incredible. Wow! Yeah,
0: dude. All right, you guys. Do you guys have anything more to add, or do you think girl, we're good?
1: I, I, I'm, I think we touched I, on everything. I
0: think that's a great place to end off. That Duncan Keith picture. If you don't know what we're talking about, I, I'll just put that as the podcast picture, so you can guys stare, can stare at it while you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> <It's> incredible!
1: <laughs> just all
2: right. So actually, well, guys, it was guys. It was a pleasure. Bob McKenzie's on.
1: name, guys. Wait, 20? hold up! Before we end this, please go to Bob McKenzie's Twitter.
0: Just go on Twitter and
2: just... oh, his uh, his his Bob. Is he Bobby Margarita? He's Vardan. I know Bobby, he said Bobby he was Margarita And he's
1: got Pitbull as his profile picture. I know. I saw that. Yeah.
2: No, I, I saw he was. I saw a video. I saw a video of him on YouTube uh, okay, doing yeah. a little thing for TSN. I I love. And he said he was becoming Bobby Margarita. So. Incredible,
1: yeah. I'm sorry, I just had to. I love. Okay, you know what? This is most positive. Yeah, he's got pitbull. Oh, this is incredible. Wow.
2: He's got he's got pitbull in his in his profile. <laughs> 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 that's
1: why he's the father. Vinny, we need to have you on more often. You bring the good uh, good vibes, man. Jesus.
2: Yeah, thank you for joining,
0: Vinny. Uh, it was fun,
2: guys. Uh, uh, I'm I'm getting some new equipment, so yeah um, it's it's good practice for me and it's fun so i know
0: compared to our other podcasts this one is actually shorter but uh i hope you guys enjoyed this um Vinny is definitely going to be on with us more it's, it was definitely nice to have him on thanks for joining Vinny, and of jimmy it's always nice to have you on thank you guys for tuning Absolutely. in and listening hope you all stay safe because we're gonna have hockey hopefully soon in uh like in only a few weeks so uh Stay safe, y'all. Wear a mask and take it easy. Peace, y'all.
2: Goodbye, everybody.